0: Hello podcast listener, the app guy podcast, every Sunday and Thursdays, straight from your host, Paul, the app guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. And now, Paul the App Guy.
1: Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I am your host, I'm Paul Kemp, and I am coming to you this evening with a great guest lined up. We have a lot of interesting guests, and this one is no exception. Uh, His name is Ace Chapman, and he is a lot of things, but here's a very brief summary. Uh, He's an author. He's written The Ace Formula, How to Buy a Profitable Business. He has grown a lot of different businesses uh, in his time. Uh, He actually uh, has uh, two businesses which he grew to uh, over a million dollars, and that was all before the age of 27. So a a great experience, a wealth of knowledge, and he's uh, decided to join us this evening on the AppGuy podcast. And now he is busy helping others like ourselves uh, gain financial freedom through personal development uh, coaching. So Ace Chapman, thank you so much for coming on the AppGuy podcast. It's a real pleasure.
0: It is great to be here with you, Paul. I'm excited about the conversation today.
1: And let's start off by uh, perhaps just talking a little bit about your your background, uh, how you got into uh, being an entrepreneur, what inspired you to do that. And uh, tell us about your business.
0: Very cool. So actually, the very first deal that I did and, and kind of one of my first forays into entrepreneurship was the purchase of a business. I was using a stock market simulator that uh, I w- at that point was in the early stage of the Internet. So this is 1998 and, and, and that kind of timeframe when you know this is still novel and cool and so you know the the nerd that I am I was really into the stock market and, and was excited about this simulator but I just felt like that the the people that ran it uh, weren't keeping up with it there would be outages and you just tell it wasn't a focus uh, of theirs. so I contacted the owners and ended up they were a web development firm I ended up making a deal to buy the business um, I had to pull to, pull together a little bit of savings for money I earned over the summer before college. I convinced one of my friends to put some money in. And then I put some credit card debt, convinced the owners to sell or finance some, and, and kind of unwittingly uh, ended up completing my first leverage buyout, uh, with, with more out of necessity than creativity. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that was at the age of, what, 19?
0: That was 19.
1: <laughs> so the rest of us are running around uh, chasing girls and uh, just being um, pretty cheeky and you're there doing a leverage buyout that's just so well, inspirational I
0: found time for that too <laughs>
1: right. okay. <laughs> 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 terrific and so then that was your first deal how did that go
0: it went great for about a year And we actually had offers to to sell it to other people. And, and, you know, the Internet was booming. You know, we got money off of advertising. At that point, CPM rates were just (laughs) astronomical. And then the Internet bust happened. And I ended up selling that business literally for w- less than one-tenth of what I had offers to buy it for at the height of the boom. And so that created in me uh, both this curiosity of this whole buying a business and, um, uh, and, and selling it thing, but also a little bit of urgency – when it came to my future deals, so uh, it, it, because I think that experience had a lot to do with the fact that you know at this point I've bought and sold fifteen businesses, uh, or, or bought and sold thirteen offline businesses. I own still own two right now, and uh, you know done over twenty internet businesses. Uh, but it's allowed me to dig really deep and and become uh, a, a really great deal maker um even more than than business operator
1: well i'm almost thinking that that first deal um it could have uh, put a lot of people off uh you know losing a tenth of its value over a short space of time and 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 how uh, stressful that must have been for you at the time Um, but that didn't put you off you carried on it must be in your blood and uh, tell us about the next deal then how that how you pursued the uh, follow-on from that
0: so at, at, at that point, I obviously was really curious to get offline and away from the Internet. So even though I was excited about doing deals, um, you know, you, you, you go through that pain of, you know, being really excited about something kind of losing the the excitement and, and and then losing the business and it not turning into what your vision was. I think that's a painful thing, but it's great to talk about and recognize and accept as a part of the entrepreneurial process and journey. I think a, a lot of times people don't want to talk about their failures or they, they don't want to talk about the pain and, and the emotional side of, you know, uh, having something not work out the way the way that you you wanted to. And so, first, there was just a process of kind of getting over that. And um, I ended up buying a a, a tanning salon um, and pretty close after that, buying a retail store. And uh, those were were both really neat deals coming from the internet. It was a great opportunity to start to leverage technology, and they're still today. I mean, you know, the, the one of the businesses that I own right now is a 30-year-old profitable business. When I bought it two years ago, they literally – this is a retail business, and, and they literally did not have a website, let alone app or social media presence or, or any of the very basic things that, that um, you know you would just figure every business has in, in uh, 2014, but the, there are a lot of businesses out there that still don't and they're very profitable. And so that, that's a lot of what I've spent time doing uh, over these last last 15 years in addition to uh, buying and selling some internet businesses and helping a lot of clients uh, buy and sell internet businesses and apps as well.
1: You know, Ace, I was just thinking, uh, you experienced the first crash, I guess, the internet uh, bubble bursting back in uh, 2000. And uh, are we in the same kind of bubble now? There seems to be a lot of hype over valuations. Uh, 19 billion just paid for WhatsApp, uh, which is 19 times uh, the price that was paid for Instagram, which seemed (laughs) astronomical as well. So do you feel like we're in... A, another bubble, and uh, that's going to burst, or do you, do you look? Do you look forward to the uh, future for mobile and apps and things?
0: Well, I, you know, that's one of the natures of our economy at this point is that we grow, we expand, we expand, we expand, and then there, you know we kind of relieve a little bit, come down, consolidate, and then we we can expand again. And so I don't think that that necessarily the bubble and, and burst kind of thing is, is even a bad thing. I, I think that we eventually will see that consolidation again, but I, I, I think um, there is a lot more, on the smaller level, there's a, a lot more substance you know, having gone through the the before in two thousand, um, there was just you know looking back now it's like wow like those businesses had no right uh, being valued, and I I do think we see some of that happening on the large level. the The neat thing is now there is a very large community and a very strong community. Of small internet businesses and small uh, app owners that are making great livings and have regular small businesses. And the neat thing about that is, when you see these huge, these huge companies fail, and, and uh, a, a lot of things happening on a larger scale, and the stock market crashing, we uh, small businesses aren't as affected. I mean, we're affected because we can't expand and get capital from the banks and that kind of thing. But, you know, uh, for the most part, small businesses will kind of keep trucking along and and experience a little downturn, but we don't see the uh, complete obliteration of uh, businesses that we see on the larger scale. So that's gonna be the interesting thing as we go through this next boom and bust is all of the kind of smaller entrepreneurs and, and how they're affected online.
1: Well, the good thing about, uh, I guess, the way the economy is going is that we're starting to move away from these traditional forms of financing. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of uh, apps and uh, digital businesses, mobile related businesses uh, coming out of Kickstarter, for example. And uh, that's fully funded by... uh, just fans of the audience. And, it, it, you know, that just seems like a, an appropriate uh, business model. And it's much better going to Kickstarter and getting a validate a validation of the idea uh, from people actually willing to pay money than going to a bank manager in a suit who's got absolutely no idea what you're talking about when you mention the word app. And <laughs> I've got this great idea. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's nice about the way the economy is going. It um, is. I, yeah. So I just... Um, wanted to move, like talk about um, buying and selling apps because uh, I actually used to run a marketplace um, where uh, people could buy and sell apps and that that did actually fail that's one of my failures I got I, I lost um, the funding from the Saudi investors who were uh, putting the money in but uh-huh. uh, per- perhaps you can talk a little bit about um, you know the metrics that you use when buying yeah. and selling uh, businesses you know whether they're apps or whether they're websites you know just talk us through a little bit of that
0: so one of the things that I, I had the opportunity to be a part of uh, for about four and a half, I'm, really five years ago now, um, the largest uh, business brokers that were really focused on technology and the internet and apps um, decided to get together. And so we all met up in Vegas. And I had a conversation at that point with a, uh, a couple of the other guys and, and one who lives in London. And we were talking, he was talking about deals in in England when I was talking about deals in the U.S. And what we realized at that point, you know, Internet businesses were extremely cheap. Um, And so, you know, literally, you know, in my world, you would buy a business at two to three times earnings. And that is a multiple of the annual earnings. At that point, they were being measured. And so the average business would sell at five or six times. And it was literally monthly income. And the awesome thing that we've seen over the past five years is that, um, I mean, for apps and for uh, websites, they've both gotten to the point where uh, there's just a tremendous amount of demand and people recognize them as real businesses. People back then didn't really see them as as real businesses. So now um, you you can sell those businesses at a two to three times um, uh, annual earnings. And most of those deals, especially app deals, are uh, airing t- towards uh, three times, and it's it's definitely one of those things that's a great market for sellers. So if you're a builder of an app and you can get it get it monetized, uh, get a little bit of cash flow coming in, there are a tremendous number of buyers out there that are are excited to purchase those kinds of deals.
1: Yeah, tell us about those buyers, and uh, that would be yeah. quite useful.
0: So. Obviously, there are the normal buyers that we all uh, know and love, other entrepreneurs, other people that are looking to get their start, and they just realize hey, starting a business from scratch is tough. We all know. So, if you can um, uh, figure out a way to get into a business that's already profitable, you've got that one leg up. And so, there are a lot of entrepreneurs. And that are, are starting to realize that, and it's interesting. I was I was uh, talking to some people uh, giving a, a talk the other day, and we were we're just talking about the whole lean startup concept. And when you really break it down, and you break down getting uh, a minimal viable product, and 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 kind of uh, moving forward uh, as quickly as possible, the most obvious thing is, man instead of just trying to make sure a product is viable let me go just buy a business that's already proven to be viable so we've got those entrepreneurs but we also on top of those folks have the baby boomers and that's where we're seeing a lot of cash come into the market a lot of the baby boomers have (laughs) been through those booms and busts that we were just talking about paul so you've got the baby boomers who they went through the internet they seen their portfolio crash, then. You know, he felt like real estate was a safe place. And, you know, we saw yeah. that take a huge crash. And so, you know, they've, they've lost a lot of their money, what they planned on using for retirement. And they're they getting to retirement age and they're, they're going to be forced to retire. And they... Uh, don't have enough money. They've got some cash, but not enough money just to live off of for the rest of their life. So they need to go out and purchase something that produces cash flow and preferably cash flow on a monthly basis because we all know that's how our bills come in. We need money to come in to pay our bills. So these kinds of deals allow them to purchase businesses. In the past, for me, a lot of those people would come out and buy. Uh, offline businesses but now baby boomers are still really active they want to be able to travel. They want to be able to visit their grandkids. And they don't definitely don't want to be tied up going to a business all the time. So to be able to own a business that they can run from anywhere is a very powerful uh, pro- uh, proposition to present them. And uh, that's one of the reasons that we've seen the, uh, the multiple go up so high. And I don't even think it, it doesn't look like it's stopping at three.
1: And I'm thinking now as an indie app developer, you know, if you're listening to this, you're an indie app developer, we would like to know how to best prepare our business for a sale because that is uh, perhaps a very good strategy, you know, to get out at three times earnings. What things can we be doing? Any tips to to really be focusing on making our business uh, saleable uh, with, you know, with a potential baby boomer?
0: I think tracking everything. You know, one of the things that you want to keep in mind is that these uh, baby boomers aren't as tech savvy as people who came up in the Internet age. You know, they get it. A lot of them are really, you know, really pretty savvy considering. But at the end of the day, some things are going to come more natural for you than them. So it's great to be able to hand them a operations manual and a training manual. Bottom line is the more comfortable you get a baby boomer with uh, the fact that they're going to be able to run your business just as well as you are, then you're, you're, you're going to make it easier for them to pull the trigger. One of the mistakes that, a lot, and you know, we had a deal like this here recently, one of the mistakes that a lot of people make is uh, trying to keep too much a secret. Now it's it is important. You know we want to make sure that we're not giving away everything. But if you if you try to keep too much secret in the process and and getting them interested, they aren't going to know enough to feel like, hey, yes, this is something I can do. So the more open you can be, the more they can see that you've prepared. Uh, the the business to be sold and and so that somebody else can easily come step in, you know, doing things like hiring um, uh, assistants and and having VAs and having them trained. All of those steps uh, make it a lot easier to attract a a buyer.
1: And I'm thinking of the new business model as a lot of... uh... People now that are moving towards a transparent business where they uh, go as far as actually publishing their uh, revenue uh, online and having an income report every month. And there's really something to be said about being so transparent, because clearly uh, every time you do that, you're almost um, inviting uh, potential buyers of the business to to go through the books and have a look at your business and perhaps make you an offer. So. Uh, there, there's a few people out there that actually do uh, publish their income report and uh, publish how they actually uh, make their money online, and uh, yeah. maybe that's something we need to think about. Have you come across any of, the, of anyone doing that?
0: Well, I've come across people doing that. I haven't come across them doing it. And actually, there was, um, and I can't think of the name. There was a guy that did it and um sold his business and you know he's kind of a, a a guru type but he owned a business he was very public about the business and then um basically kind of did an, an auction off of his blog of the business uh so yeah that that definitely does happen
1: yeah it's it's one of those um it's, it's a little bit uh, difficult you have to make your own mind up how transparent you want to be yeah. Um, because, it uh, you know, with the internet, the apps, uh, it's very easy to copy uh, what we do. But uh, I don't know, I'm of the mindset that uh, we we live in an, an age now where there's a lot of disinformation on the internet, uh, maybe a lot of uh, potential, uh, you know, not, sc- not scams, but um, uh, people over exaggerating their earnings. And, uh, you know, to sell these information products. And so, um, being transparent, I think, is the almost the um, the opposite to that. And, yeah. Over, overly transparent. And uh, I, I think that will help with people selling businesses. Um, so let's talk about this is the App Guy podcast. We love talking about apps. And uh, do you carry a smartphone?
0: Absolutely, have... of course. <laughs>
1: right. And I, I think, am I right in saying that we're actually doing this call and you're on an iPad?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm on my iPad now.
1: This you are the first guest uh, uh, in uh, the long history of the App Guide podcast to actually uh, call using an iPad. So uh, congratulations to you, Ace, for doing that. <laughs> um, what do you? What apps do you like using in your life? Is there anything you could recommend that makes your business life better or your personal life?
0: Well. Better? Yeah, so I, I love uh, audio memo. That's uh, uh, nice for when I'm rec- I do uh, a lot of recordings and things for my clients, and so that makes it a really easy. Of course, I, I use Evernote like crazy. Um, an app that I I, I recommend on uh, in Gmail or for Gmail, but it's Streak. If you're if you do sales or you're keeping track of um, of, uh, just a pipeline and that kind of thing. I am really loving, uh, um, the, their programs. It's, it's pretty, pretty awesome. Um, But yeah, those are some of the things that I am actively, that I've used today.
1: (laughs) Right, okay. And yeah, so if you're trying to remember those and uh, write them down, don't bother. Go to uh, onemob.com, that's O-N-E-M-O-B, onemob.com. And uh, there'll be a link uh, in the podcast episode with Ace Chapman with all those resources there. So um, we love talking about apps and uh, they're definitely making our life uh, easier and uh, changing our behavior and uh, getting us to do lots of different fun things yeah um, but uh, and you've got an ipad there as well so anything on the ipad that you how do you use your ipad are you using it as a media device or um do you, do you take it out with you it, and do you
0: receive I presentations do. on it um i'll i'll do some presentations on it it's more of a media, and I'll, I've got two of them right now. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's more of a, a media thing. I just it's so convenient just to be able to pop open. You know, I've, I've got Flipboard, which uh, I really love the feel and the look, and um, you know, like you're you're, you're you've got a uh, magazine. But I've. I, yeah i use them for media i use them for just surfing i use them for you know kind of checking out my magazines um but a little work and a little fun
1: well this is the app guide podcast but I, i'm really interested in perhaps a slightly philosophical debate uh chat and uh-huh uh, bear with me on this but I, I i think that you know we do work as solopreneurs and a lot of us and uh uh, we have these uh, remote teams and sometimes we can, uh, you know, get a little bit lost and in, in be chasing the money. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, you're someone who's been very successful and you're, you're giving back now. Um, perhaps you can talk about how it makes you feel in terms of being fulfilled in, in pursuing this role of giving back, going through the personal development, doing things like this. You know, you're, you're uh, obviously coming on to the App Guy podcast and giving up your time. And so... How does it make you feel uh, in terms of living your life, a a purpose driven life?
0: Yeah, well, that's I love that you asked that question. So going way back, if you don't mind, (laughs) you know, when I was a kid, my mom would cringe whenever anybody asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up because I wanted to be rich. And people would ask me what I wanted to be and, and she already knew what the answer was going to be. Cause I never was shy about telling people like, yeah, listen, I want to be rich. And, and that's kind of a weird thing to, to tell people. And, you know, of course the adult would say, well, well, you know, don't you, how do you want to get rich? Don't you want to be a doctor or you want to be an attorney? It's like, nah, none of that really interests me. I kind of just want to be rich.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: So, As I've gotten older, one of the things that um, I've I've really learned and and I really enjoy, and and one of the books that that clarified it, and and pretty much everybody on this call has read it, is The 4-Hour Workweek. And you just get to that realization that, you know, I I thought, like, man, I want to be the super mega rich millionaire. And you realize that, man, like, I'm, there's nothing that I really want to buy. What do, what do I, what else do I want? And so I, I did go through a stage of, you know, having the the mega uh, playboy, the, the uh, condo and 12-person and shower and jacuzzi and all that stuff and, and buying, you know, multiple cars. And, you know, I wish I could go back and, like, slap myself. But... Uh, that's, it's interesting. It's fun, but it, there's no deep fulfillment in that. You know, there it's like, Oh, happy, fun times, but there's no deep fulfillment. And I've, 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 learned a lot and just realized, like, I love business. I love what I do. I love connecting with entrepreneurs from all over the country. Uh, we've been able to, uh, you know, in most of the 50 States help, clients buy and in, in most cases their very first business and uh, you know that's something that that just you know I've, I've got families who have got testimonials and stuff on youtube where you know literally people are like i never dreamed that i could i could own a profitable business and then getting the phone calls of i got a deposit of money into my account today you know the day after closing um and, and so those are the things that are a, a lot more fulfilling. And so I, I think that is a great thing to think about and to talk about on a podcast like this is, is uh, looking for the uh, projects and the connections and the things that are going to um that you're really gonna enjoy. You're on on Earth one time, and you don't want to spend too much time just in front of a computer, um, you know, trying to to figure out the best way to uh, improve your your app listing ranking <laughs> in, in the search yeah. engine. Yeah. So those are, are are some things to to consider. But I think that's a a great question. That's that's something that I've found. A, a lot of fulfillment in is, uh, spending time with, uh, people that are, are looking. And a lot of that time is, is free. You know, I do have paid clients, but you know, I talked to a couple of young guys down in Florida today and we spent an hour kind of going through their plan and, and coming up with their strategy. And and so, uh, that's something that, that they didn't pay for. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, uh, a, a deeper level of fulfillment that you can't get from just kind of going out and doing deals on a little island by yourself
1: that again yeah the reason i asked that ace is that there are a lot of clones coming out on flappy bird and clearly people what mm. they're doing are uh, just chasing the money they've seen some mm-hmm. guy in vietnam create a fairly um you know, yeah. easy or some Ease, sort of yeah. easy to create game, but quite a basic one. And it's just gone completely viral. And then there's hundreds and hundreds of uh, clones where people are now just chasing that money. And, you know, I want you, if you're listening to this as an indie app developer, you know, what, why do you do what you do? Um, I do it because I'm passionate about apps. I love, I love what I do. Um, one of the reasons why I set this podcast up is because I just love connecting with the guests that we have on. And um, it really makes uh, my, day-to-day uh, a job of fulfillment and it gives me a purpose and and so that i just i know it's a little bit deep for the app guy podcast but uh it's something that's on my mind especially as we speak today um there's a news that mick jaggers um uh, wife i believe has committed suicide and you know he's got a lot of money and it just shows you that you can have a lot of money but still have the same problems as we all have and
0: uh yeah and
1: that that that's why Um, you know maybe having a more purpose driven life and I've found by giving back uh, it it seems to trick your brain into feeling completely fulfilled already and uh, yeah that's why I asked that but uh, yeah uh, so in the last um, minute have you got any closing remarks you'd like to leave with the audience Uh, something that? uh, that they can take away
0: yeah, one of the opportunities that I think exists for um, people with, with the expertise that uh, it takes to go out and, and build apps, one of the opportunities they have is to go to some of these offline businesses with ideas Uh, for apps that can be leveraged in their business. And, you know, it's it's not going to be the next Flappy Bird or or whatever, but in some cases you can get equity. You know, when you come with the the really expertise that is foreign to these business owners, in some cases they've got million-dollar businesses. And you can exchange your kind of sweat equity in in helping them in exchange for for real equity and you know i mentioned the baby boomers but a lot of those baby boomers are going to be getting ready to sell their business and so it can make their business a lot more attractive if they've been um taken online in a real way and um you know an app created for their business that does make a difference maybe for their business or maybe even the industry and um that that's something that a lot of people are not taking advantage of and is an easy way to go in make a connection get some instead of getting paid once Uh, get paid uh, on an ongoing basis uh, from the equity in the business.
1: Well, Ace, you've been an inspiration to me and no doubt an inspiration to everyone listening. Uh, How can we best reach out and connect with you? What's the best way to get in touch?
0: I'm on Twitter tweeting all the time so people can (laughs) look me up at, at Ace Chapman. Um, and I'm on YouTube and, and all the normal things. So, and, and you can shoot me an email uh, to ace at acechapman.com.
1: Great. Well, I'll have those uh, in the show notes. That's uh, onemob.com and forward slash uh, the, app, the hyphen app guy. And uh, it just leaves me to say, Ace, uh, that you've been a thoroughly enjoyable guest. Uh, you've shared so many uh, great stories and an inspiration to me and no doubt all the people listening so thank you very much for parting your time and your wisdom and we hope to see you in a future episode of the app guy podcast
0: great thank you for listening to this podcast stay tuned for the next episode if you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone then please send an email to info at one mob.com the app guy podcast goes out every sunday and thursdays